Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, June the 22nd, and we are going to do some quarterback rankings. Happy birthday to my brother, Charlie. June 22nd. How exciting. He turns... uh, Charlie B. Charlie B. turns 37 uh, today. Four days from now, Cody, I will turn 40. That is depressing. Oh, wow. I think Charlie is, uh, I want to say he's about Aaron Rodgers' age then, and you're going to be... Probably... More like Tom Brady. That's right. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You know who's better? Tom Brady. That's the right. Super Bowl? Well, maybe we'll find out if Tom Brady is uh, ranked higher than Aaron Rodgers as we go through your positional rankings. This is the first of many positional rankings that we will do uh, with various guests on the show. Also, I think... I'm. I'm you know what? We're allowed to say you're not. You can't get vacation shamed on here because Ryan Wilson's not on. So, like, I may be taking some time to spend with my family, uh, get off the grind for a little bit. Uh, Debo, I'm sure Debo will do the same. It's been a long while since anybody really had any vacation. So excited for it! Uh, but we will keep cranking out these positional can rankings. You share, can you share anything about the vacation? I mean, you can keep it personal if you want, but I mean, it's going to be birthday time. Uh, it's going to be. Yeah, so we're gonna be um, we're gonna we're gonna be just down at the beach. It's not gonna be it's not it's my in laws' beach week. They do a they rent a house for a week and we go down and, and hang out uh, with them. And it's fun, it's really fun. There's a bunch of kids, little kids, but like me and my all the all the my brother in law and my two step brother in laws are are all we're all like real close friends. So it's, uh, okay. it's a good time. Yeah, a little boardwalk walking or anything? Uh no, we hang out. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Oh, this this week this year could get a little crazy because. We rented a house that's yeah. it's all rightful and it's near like right when you go when you go right across the bridge and there are these uh there's a, a, a slew of beach bars. And uh we, okay, we were too we'll far it easy down there. We were too far away from the beach bars before. Now we we're close to the beach bars. That means one night it'll be the adults going out and I'm sure something uh, dumb will happen. I have, I have plenty of stories I can tell. About Maybe you can live stream to the podcast that night without. You don't yeah. want that <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do not want. Well, I mean, people would want it live stream. I don't want it live stream for the sake of my employment and uh, future employability. If you do want to watch us, though, you can watch us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash pick six. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit the like button on the video right now. Click it. Like. Hit that like button. And feel free to tell us your top ten quarterbacks in the comments or your favorite three quarterbacks, whatever you want to do. We will get to the top ten now. But before we do that, I have to ask, uh, which names were the toughest to leave off? And why was it Matthew Stafford? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so <laughs> Matthew Stafford was, uh, I'm trying to think of the ones that just missed. So it'd be Matthew Stafford. It'd be Ryan Tannehill. It'd be Matt Ryan. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Baker Mayfield. I mean, I don't know if you want to go one by one here, but I've got a, a crop of them there. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so when you, we don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I mean, Matthew Stafford, Baker, I, I don't, Baker Mayfield probably wouldn't have been on my list. I think Ryan Tannehill definitely would have been on my list. And I would say that this is actually, although, 
you know, when you start to look at your list of quarterbacks, it is under, you know, um, Bill Barnwell always say, if you're going to talk about a snub, you got to pull somebody off. So we'll get to it right now. Number 10 is Kyler Murray. And it's an interesting ranking. I'm taking Ryan Tannehill over Kyler Murray, uh, at number 10 for sure. And I'm, I don't know how high I'm pushing Ryan Tannehill, but I do think this is a symbolic of where he sort of stands in the NFL, just in terms of he, he's he's underrated. You know, he doesn't get enough love for how good he is, and I think there's a little bit of uh, pre- previous bias about how you know he you know his yeah. being traded from Miami and not being successful and being a high draft pick. But I think he's a, a darn good quarterback. Um, I will say this list is 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 amazing how jammed it is with good names though so it's not easy to fit anymore on there but i probably would have found a way i think and i, I think i know how i would have done it but i i would, I would have gotten stafford and ryan Tannehill on there those would be my two big beefs both of them yeah well ryan Tannehill is definitely so when i did the quarterback power rankings last year consistently ryan Tannehill was how I mean, awful is that is, job by the way i had to do that for a year it's it, it is <laughs> Well, each week, I mean, when you start the season, it's very exciting because you're like, you know, oh. football's back. But then, yeah, I mean, by week, week 10, 10, you're like, kill me, Sam Darnold. <laughs> Die. Well, yeah, by the end, you've got, you know, like a quarter of the guys are like on backups and you're trying to rank John Walford. And um, yeah, so, but anyway, last year, the most consistent pushback that I got was from Titans fans thinking that Ryan Tannehill was too low and, and probably was. And now, again, he is the consistent um, I think most popular, not most popular, but the most named omission. Um, mm. And so, uh, yeah, it's, I think maybe like, and I'll, I'll admit, it, I think maybe a little bit of that, like Miami stuff seeps in because you just, you're not sure how much to separate, you know, what he's done as kind of this play action. I don't want to say beneficiary of Derrick Henry, but I like mean, it you know, helps. Uh, yeah. I mean like Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, like obviously Ryan Tannehill helps, both of them, but they all kind of work together. And so it's hard to separate him from, and I know the offense looked way different with him as opposed to Marcus Mariota, but um, I just, so the reason I included Kyler Murray at 10 and not uh, Stafford or Matt Ryan or Kirk cousins or Baker Mayfield is because, I mean, I just see so much, I guess, value or at least the ceiling to me, or sorry, the floor to me is so much higher when you can extend plays the way that Kyler Murray does. And now, mm. I, I actually think Kyler Murray doesn't get enough heat for the way that he he forces some throws. I think that he's he's not necessarily the smartest decision maker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think he gets enough heat for that. Um, but I think that there's so much, kind of like l- with Lamar Jackson, a little bit different but similar, just the way that they can move is it gives you such a higher floor because – um, regardless of whether the team around you is good, you you can extend plays always. I mean, Kyler Murray is is never going to be an easy out. Whereas Ryan Tannehill, I think if you plug him into Arizona, and, and this is I don't know if this is the right a- a way to approach it, but like I looked at so Cleveland, um, and and their offenses are operated differently. Cleveland, You're basically Tennessee, saying like if you swap out, like how would right. who would be better, Kyler Murray in Tennessee or you know Ryan Tannehill yeah. in Arizona? And it's not a perfect exercise because part sure. of the ranking is like considering their their current supporting cast. Like Matthew Stafford with the Rams is much better than he was with the Lions. Right. Um, but I, I look at like, would I take Kyler Murray over Baker Mayfield in Cleveland? Now, like Cleveland might say our system might fit a little better with Baker Mayfield. The city might like Baker Mayfield a little better, but I just see the floor as being higher with a guy like Kyler Murray, who he's still very young. He's got a really good arm. He can move all the time. Um, 
Do you, do you, do you buy that at all? Yeah, dude. Kyle, and look, the thing with Kyler too, from last year, I mean, look, he had more passing yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, uh, rushed for 819 yards or something like that. He and, um, he and, uh, and uh, Tannehill had the exact same approximate value per per football reference. I mean, they're very you know, similar in terms of what they brought to the table. And I would say, too, that Kyler had a stretch of games from – it was after the Buffalo game. So it was, he hurt his ribs. It was, it was Seattle, uh, New England, and the Rams game where he had rushed no less than five times every single uh, week – and really was and so if you look at the numbers bef- leading into those games so in the 9 games prior to those games he averaged let's see where is it uh sorry he averaged uh he had uh, 9.7 rushing attempts per game and then when he hurt his shoulder i thought it was very clear that they sort of pulled him back because he only averaged five, uh, five rushing attempts per game over the next three weeks before he got healthy. And they just weren't the same offense. They weren't the same team. They lost all three of those games when Kyler was banged up. Uh, and then, you know, they needed to win one of the final games of the season in order to make the playoffs. And they couldn't pull it off. They lost their last two to San Francisco and, uh, and to the Rams. They play in a tough division. He's, he's still a very young player in his second year. I think his ceiling is higher than Ryan Tannehill's. I would say that the floor, and I, I know what you're saying, like the, like Ty, Kyler just gives you the, I think, I think Tannehill's a little more safe, like a safer play. You know, if you plugged him, yeah. you, you, he, he would more likely have success in different spots. Whereas I think Kyler would have to sort of acclimate to the offense. It might take him, you know, longer, or not longer to acclimate to it. But I just think I, I would take Tannehill over Kyler Murray with, what they've done right now, but going into 2021, I don't know that I would necessarily want to be betting on Tannehill to outperform Kyler. Yeah. And it's kind of like when we talked about the, uh, some other lists like top 25 under 25, I think there's a solid group of guys that are like clearly top five to seven, uh, even top eight or nine. I think that the, there's a big crop of quarterbacks in the NFL. You talked about how there's almost an overload of names that are good. Like you're surprised. Wow. I can't even get this guy on the list or even close to it, but he's still a good quarterback. Like, I mean, we might not think Kirk cousins is a super bowl caliber quarterback, but as I'd say, most teams think he's a, he's a passable, if not good quarterback. And he, he can't really sniff the top. I mean, because you're talking about Matt Stafford, you're talking about, I mean, I mean, Derek Carr is maybe top 15 ish. I mean, you could inch closer. Um, there was, I had a group there listed of guys that just missed and then kind of the next tier. Um, but yeah, I think that the ones that didn't make it, it'd be kind of like that Ryan Tannehill, Matt Stafford were kind of the two that I think if you really wanted to squeeze them on there, you could. Uh, I I was looking at like a 2015 list of top quarterbacks and Joe Flacco made this list. So, you know, did you know that last year Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the list? Who did the list last year? Did you do it? No. Is it, Do you want me to say? Is it? Yeah, I've yeah buried this person. Who was it? Well, no. Is he still Usually working CBS or is he gone no, gone off to Colorado no, Law no, School? I wanna, uh, yeah, I don't want to intensify. No, this no, bury him. He came back at you for the coaching thing. Bury him. Sean Wagner oh, McGuff left Aaron Rodgers off the top ten quarterbacks list last offseason before Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Oh mercy me. Uh, let's see, top ten quarterbacks. What um I don't he he may have probably like addressed this too like during a quiet you know a quiet off season day top, or something, but would it be would it be, it would have been in 2020 when you would have done it 
Yeah. yeah, because I think in the headline, there was something about Aaron Rodgers kind of missing it this year. And oh, here's fair, the headline. Ranking top 10 NFL QBs for 2020 season, <laughs> colon, Aaron Rodgers misses cut, Matthew Stafford poised for career year. Whoops. <laughs> and I'm not saying I didn't, didn't, disagree, didn't agree with him or disagree with him, but that is an unfortunate uh, little thing for Sean yeah, Wagner. To be fair... Yeah, like like Aaron Rodgers has always been good, but I know there was a there was that kind of like a two season stretch where his interception total was low, but it was also because he was he was kind of like not taking chances as much. And so this year, you know, he went on the, the spike tour against the Packers and it, it kind of all came back to life. Yeah. He had uh, Matthew Stafford and Carson Wentz and uh so, uh someone else on there that was not um, not not a deal. Oh, yeah, Drew Brees at number four. I mean, just really, just a kind of a disaster there for for old Sean Wagner. <laughs> I would I would add Carson Wentz on the list too. So you would add Carson Wentz, yeah. But you would have yeah, had Aaron Rodgers. I would have had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I definitely would have. Yeah. The, the danger is if you're trying to call for the decline of Aaron Rodgers, you need to be right. You just be late. Don't you don't need to be early to that. You know, it's like uh, Sam Bonson did a a thing for ESPN way back in the day where he said, "I can't wait." What did he say? He said. Um, he was like, he was basically said Tom Brady's old and washed up. This is like 2005. It's like the all-time old takes, or 2008, 2010, or whatever it was. It's like the all-time old takes exposed. But anyway, um, so yeah, I would have, uh, yeah, Matthew Stafford was, I mean, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers was a, a notable omission from last year's list. I don't think you'll get as torched by Ryan Tannehill or Matthew Stafford uh, as, as Sean did. And, you know, as we point out, Kyler Murray at 10, Justin Herbert at 9. This is, these lists get harder because all these young quarterbacks are flooding the NFL while plenty of the aging veterans like Rodgers hang around. Yeah, I think, I think if anything, he could be higher. Um, you know, Justin Herbert, we talked about uh, when we were discussing top 25 players under 25. Yep. I think we both agreed that if you were to kind of redraft those those quarterbacks under that age, you might consider Justin Herbert over Lamar Jackson, um, or at least it would have to be a conversation just because we looked at, I think you pulled the numbers on on quarterbacks in NFL history that have posted what he did as a rookie. And it was, I think the only like non Hall of Fame guaranteed guy was like Dante Culpepper in there. There was tons of, you know, it was it was all time greats. And, and we talked about, uh, other quarterbacks have started well early in their careers and fizzled out, but um, not many have had Justin Herbert's like he's, he's a prototype at quarterback. He's got the size, he's got the arm. Um, he displayed, he, he knows how to do it at the NFL level under uh, an iffy decision-making staff. And so, yeah, I think the arrow is pointing up in every way. It, the, the only question really is whether um, under a new staff with the defensive head coach and behind an improved offensive line where he maybe doesn't have to make as many off script plays uh, are the numbers going to be just as good. But I think the arrows pointing up, it'd be a surprise if he wasn't higher than number nine next year. Uh, I would agree with that. Although, I mean, golly, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, when you start looking at this list, it's hard to push your way through some of these bigger names, uh, including Lamar Jackson at eight. You know, I, to me, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but the Lamar Jackson, like Lamar Jackson had a bad year or Lamar Jackson regress stuff is, is wildly overblown. I mean, no, he didn't uh, do what he did in his MVP season when he threw for 36 touchdowns and, you know, led the league in QBR and, you know, led the league in approximate value and could throw for 3,000 and rush for 1,000. But, I mean, he still threw for 26 touchdown passes, had only nine interceptions, you know, Rushed for he led did he lead the led led the league in yards per attempt again had a thousand rushing yards, um, 
was a very good quarterback. He just wasn't as good as he was in, in 2019. And that's, that seemed unfair to me. There was going to be some statistical regression there. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it was similar to like after Patrick Mahomes threw 50 plus touchdowns. I mean, you're talking about like the, the, uh, the odds are the numbers are going to be down, but yeah, I mean, you would take, you would take that season, those numbers from, I mean, your quarterback almost any year. I mean, I think that, um, you look at his passing numbers, like there, there are legitimate questions about, uh, like being a consistent deep ball passer, being a consistent big game quarterback. I know like in, in his playoff games, he's thrown only, or he's completed only 56% of his throws. I mean, so that's, you, you got to address that at some point, but, um, you, there's, you don't like throw 60 plus touchdowns, only like 18 picks go 30 and seven and 37. You don't do that stuff by accident. And so, um, kind of like Kyler Murray, I think in a bigger way though, he's just able to like, I don't know if you want to call it the floor or the ceiling, the, the electricity that he brings with his legs is just, I mean, it is Michael Vick level. It's just like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. There may be guys that are better quarterbacks, but there's probably not a better pure athlete, uh, pure playmaker at that position. Uh, Definitely not at that position, but at any position, maybe. I know what you're saying. I don't know if it's floor or ceiling or like what it is, but I know what you're saying. Like I don't know. The ability to extend play, the, the. It's just like there's, there's this ability to, like, he may not be the best quarterback, but he's always going to give you a chance on every play because yeah. the athleticism is just, it's more than anyone else on the field. So well, every it, play, there's a chance. It just makes, it makes life a lot harder for defenses because you have to, you have to plan for multiple things. And by the way, we should point out Ryan Tannehill is actually has, you know, is a very good runner, but not not yeah. the way that Kyler Murray or or Lamar Jackson. I mean, the suddenness, the speed, the you know the the like that touchdown run he had in the playoff game, you know, where he completely yeah. flipped everything. Tennessee was going to win, and all of a sudden he's just taking off down the sideline, running fifty yards for a touchdown. It's like this is this is over, and that's it's just something where you can play great defense, you can play great defense, you can play great defense, and then boom, he's gone, and it 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 it's it's soul crushing and backbreaking, and it gives you a, a variability as an offense that you don't have with some of these other guys. So I I, I know what you're saying. I don't think I don't know if it's floor or ceiling, or but I, I know what you're saying on a, on a play to play basis. Yeah. His floor is is massive, uh, potentially controversial, but probably not. Da- I, I was with two guys potentially controversial here. Yeah. Number seven, Dak Prescott. Number six, Deshaun Watson. Um, did you hesitate about putting Dak? You know, like w- w- was there any concern about where Dak would be on the list because of his injury, or did he? Do you think he played well enough uh, l- before he got hurt last year where he deserves this? And then with Watson. This is where I would have snuck Matthew Stafford on, by the way. I would have said, we're leaving Watson off because we don't know if he's going to play for sure. I would have used that as like a loophole. Watson, if he's playing, is certainly on this list and played great last year um, after a little bit of a slow start. But those two guys are kind of tough to rank just because of injury and then the off-field stuff. Yeah, so for Watson first, yeah, we had discussions, obviously, about whether to include him or not. And, and at this point, he hasn't been suspended. He hasn't been charged. And so, you know, I think everyone would agree it's very unlikely he's going to play for Houston or play a full season this year. But um, when he's on the field, you know, obviously the legal issues are, are more important. But aside from those, from a football perspective, I mean, Deshaun Watson's pretty close to giving you what you're looking for at every, you know, level of a quarterback prospect. He's, he's calm in the pocket. He can move, he can throw. He, I mean, he's got, I don't know that he's like an elite uh, arm talent like Patrick Mahomes, but he does everything, you know, well. And so 
Um, yeah, the question there is, you know, when is he going to be able to showcase that town again? Or will he be able to showcase that town again? And where? Yeah. Uh, for Dak Prescott, yeah, I mean, I was at the camp for a while that Dak Prescott's kind of like the, I don't want to say Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield range. Like he's he's good, but he's kind of just like, uh, not a placeholder, but like a point guard in that system kind of. But he's he's put up some big numbers too. And you look at, I mean, look at the history of his his record in Dallas and the Cowboys obviously haven't made that much noise in the playoffs, but he he's, he's good enough to always get them in a position to make a run. And um, they weren't, you know, the defense didn't help him out at all last year, early on before the injury, but he was on pace to, to shatter some, some records. Um, I, I mean, Dak's just, he's always been comfortable operating in the pocket. He's another guy kind of like Deshaun Watson. I don't look at him and think this is a freakish talent. But he's he, he's a really good, uh, I guess, handler of the football in that offense. So, I see. I I tend to look at him, and I understand that you you know you also have, and it's it's changed now. Of course, with Carson Wentz being traded to Indianapolis, but like you know, Philly fans were probably to a fault. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not like criticizing you or Debo for this, but it's because you want you you guys were going to will Carson Wentz to be better than Dak Prescott, you know? And like that debate that raged for so long. Like, so it was like, you're stuck in the Carson Wentz camp. So you don't want to give Dak, you don't, you know, nobody wanted to give Dak any credit because if you do that, then you're technically like maybe taking away from Carson or whatever it is. But I I mean, I, I, I've always looked at Dak. We, I was talking about this the other day with somebody because he, he, we, NC state played Mississippi state in a bowl game in, in Charlotte. And I went and watched it and it's like, man, this guy is unbelievable. And he, I mean, he was on pace for something. I, I can't, I can't find the, the per 16 game numbers, but I mean, he had almost 2000 passing yards in five games last year before he got any, and one of those games, he got hurt halfway through the game. He was going to put up because the Cowboys defense was so bad and he was having to throw, you know, I mean, through, uh, let's see, through 39, 47, 57, 58 before he got hurt in the 21 of the game where he got hurt against the Giants. He was going to have to throw 50 times a game minimum because their defense is so bad. And he was going to throw for 6,000, 5,000 passing yards easily. Like maybe chase 6,000 if the Cowboys defense really couldn't do anything. And so I, I do think that we'll see Dak come back. Be I hope, I hope he's healthy. And I think he's still got a ceiling that he hasn't quite reached just because of his physicality. But I understand the concerns about him and, and how it works, you know, works better in a great offense. It has tons of weapons. Like he's had everything set up nicely for him, but part of that is because of where he was drafted. And, and now he's got the sure. contract. And, um, I, you no, know, I, I, I do like, I, I've been firmly out of the, I mean, uh, the debate has been over for a while. Yeah. Now. It's over. Uh, right. Right. Was, yeah. yeah. Dak won the, the debate. There, there was a stretch like in 2017 where Dak had some turnovers and Carson Wentz was on the MVP run where yep. it seemed like, wait a second. It's over. Um, yeah, but cool. yeah, it, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been flipped for a while. And, and I think Eagles fans would, would, you know, they, they might not admit it, but they would like Dak Prescott in an Eagles uniform if it was, you know, the Ab- oh, absolutely. There. And the thing so. with Dak, but this is a good spot for him at seven too. Like I'm not going to pound the table and tell you that he should be top five. I could argue, I could see arguing putting him above Watson, uh, mainly because the, we don't know if Watson's going to play, and Dak looks like more of a yeah, sure and, thing. And and Deshaun's ranking is like completely contingent on, of course, you know, obviously like if, if we're drafting quarterbacks right now, he's he's probably he's not know, on your he's not on your big board. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not yeah. taking him because you don't know. Um, but I also think when you look at this. For Dak to be a top five quarterback on this list next year, it would almost, you look at, we'll get to these guys in a second, but it almost, you feel like you would need a retirement. 
You know, you'd... yeah, or or he needs to win a big game, and that's that's partly you know uh, on the Cowboys as well, sure. the, the coaching staff, the defense. But he needs to, like, he's had chances to to win the NFC East in games where he didn't do it. He, you know, the Cowboys have made it to the playoffs, haven't gone very far. Fair, he's fair, fair do point. Yeah, uh, at number five, Josh Allen. The uh, Bills quarterback who had an incredible breakout season last year probably would have been MVP. Maybe Mahomes would have won it, but he was right there for the MVP with uh, Aaron Rodgers down the stretch. Played fantastic all season long. Uh, really shoved it in everybody's face in terms of people who thought that he could not become a great NFL quarterback because he did. And he took the kind of leap where you know he could get paid this offseason. We'll see. Uh, we talked about this a little bit about whether he would or you know whether he would or wouldn't. It doesn't matter. He's going to get forty million a year uh, when he when he finally gets paid. Uh, did you have any thought of moving him higher than this, or do you think this is a fair estimation of of Josh Allen right now? Uh, yes, I think that who, who we talk about next, I think you could you could probably make the argument you could swap them. I mean, especially if you were looking at long term upside as well. Right. But. Um, I think, you know, I was going to say maybe this is a cautionary tale for like Dolphins fans with Tua Tunga Bailo, but there's a difference in that Josh Allen came in with kind of these like, you know, as long as he could maybe throw the ball a little more accurately, he's got all the physical tools. I mean, you look at Tua and he's got the intangibles, I think, but and maybe an accurate ball, but you're wondering, is the physical skill set elite? Um, I think with Josh Allen, yeah, you ask people in 2018, were the Bills right to draft this guy? Most people would have said no. I mean, they made the wrong choice. And he's kind of done something that you don't see often, and that he's gotten more accurate each year in the NFL. I mean, his numbers have improved for you know each season he's been in the NFL. And then last year, he looked like everything you want in kind of a modern-day quarterback. He can move. He's not going to you – know, he takes probably a little too many shots. Like Kyler Murray, he could stand to cut down on some of the, the bad decisions. But – um, I don't know. He's set up well, and I think he's going to have the Bills contending for you know this year and beyond. Yeah, Allen uh, made his first Pro Bowl last year. Probably could have been an All Pro. They went thirteen and three, threw for four thousand five hundred fifty. 4,544 passing yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks, just 10 picks, man. He was incredible last year and uh, actually led the NFL in terms of approximate value contributed to the Bills. That's that's very impressive. He, by the way, no slouch uh, in the run game either. 421 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. He's basically their rushing threat in the red zone. And that, you know, you talk about, we talk about Lamar. We talk about, um, you know, Kyler Murray. It's, I think that Josh Allen is similar and the build is there, but similar to Cam Newton in terms of what he can bring with his legs in the red zone and how dangerous that makes him uh, in terms of a dual threat once they get down to the goal line. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's got, and unlike, I don't want to say, I mean, Kyler Murray is is strong, and I think Lamar Jackson is obviously faster, but Josh Allen's kind of that sweet spot where he maybe brings you the build to sustain some of those those hits, um, being a runner, and I think For he's sure. also just the best passer of those three, so yep. that's why he's higher on the list. I would agree with you. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, the top four on Cody's list. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gather your besties. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. Yeah. For the movie that hits like a bus in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Made at PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Okay, so the top four quarterbacks on your list, honestly, like not that we're trying to be cut it short, and and but I mean, we'll name them. I don't think this is what makes this is so. So, you know, you talked about, you said like, yeah, I'm not getting like, a, we talked before you like, I'm not getting like a ton of angry feedback. And this is kind of why, because at four, Tom Brady, three, Russell Wilson, two, Aaron Rodgers, and one, Patrick Mahomes. You know, if you could get, maybe people get mad that Rodgers isn't ahead of Mahomes, but like those guys are, you know, it, it makes it hard to crack the top five. You know, there's only yeah. there's only really room for one of those guys. I don't see Tom Brady slipping dramatically. Maybe Aaron Rodgers retires and or doesn't play for the Packers and he falls off the list. I don't see Russell Wilson just being moved off the list. He's going to keep playing well, even if he had some bad stretches down there down the down the end last year. And then of course Patrick Mahomes is Patrick freaking Mahomes. Like he's going to be in the MVP race every year. Yeah, I mean, this is the if you talk about there's a huge crop of guys who are kind of good, but maybe not elite. I mean, this is the crop where you'd just be hard pressed to call them anything other than elite. And and Tom Brady, you know, it looked like, you know, we talked about being too early on a on a kind of declaring a quarterback's demise. And I think like you might have been justified in watching the Patriots in 2019 and saying, sure. uh, you know, I don't know, like Tom Brady, they look pretty sluggish. He's going to leave, you know, who knows how it's going to work in Tampa Bay, but he like, I mean, <laughs> he threw 40 touchdowns. He, he turned it on the most at the end of the season. He threw probably better than he has in years. And I mean, he's got a good coach. He's got a good supporting cast, but I mean, it's still like, I don't know that we still understand how ridiculous it is that Tom Brady allow, I like he, he organized this, Buccaneers uh, Super Bowl. I mean, he's 43 he and he put together a Super Bowl and a new team in the middle of a pandemic. With, Everything look, about it was nuts. It's, I mean, it's like, crazy. We, we never see teams buy championships in the NFL, but Tampa Bay did it. And I mean, when, when Tom Brady, it was, it would be like the joke to have him win the Super Bowl after going to the Bucs. He did it. And so <laughs> that's the only reason like you, you just can't discount him. Um, Russell Wilson. It's kind of funny that like, he, he was almost a lock for MVP for a while, and then we we kind of consider the season. He was like my, he was minus one twenty five 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 weeks into the season. Then it was just over. Yeah, right? you know? and you're right. It, it is kind of considered a disappointment. By the way, Brady down the stretch in those final let's see the final I mean those final three games, and then obviously he played really well in the playoffs. But he averaged three hundred seventy nine passing yards. Uh, and had ten touchdowns and one interception in his final three games to really, you know, force their force their way to the playoffs and make sure that they were, you know, going to be set up. But yeah, and it was kind of almost the opposite of Russell, right? Like Russell was great early on and then struggled down the stretch. And the Seahawks got you know run out of town by the Rams in the playoffs. I think a lot of times, uh, you know. When teams play well matters to us, or when quarterbacks play well matters to us, and it should. That's okay. You know, and right. Russell not playing well down the stretch 
probably dinged him. And you know, if you're doing this list in week four of last year and you were doing the power rankings, he was probably number one. Yeah. No. And I, and I think like we tend to get caught in this like weekly game of like every throw, every performance is like a referendum on each quarterback. Sure. And so like Kirk cousins lost the Monday night. Well, this guy, should, you know, he's not <laughs> the answer. Uh, you know, Dak, whatever we yeah. do that every week, every Absolutely. throw. And so, you know, with Russell Wilson, yes, it was a disappointing finish. But my point there is, if your quarterback's disappointing season is, you know, being the front runner in the MVP race, throwing 40 touchdowns, always escaping pressure, like, I mean, most teams in the NFL, unless they employ Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, are going to sign up for that. And so that's why he's there. And then between Rodgers and Mahomes, I mean, you've got two of the most effortless throwers, calmest pocket operators. Um, they're just probably the two most. Well, I don't, I mean, this will, I'll get yelled at by Dan Marina fans, I guess, but I, mean, I think Rogers and Mahomes might be the two most physically gifted quarterbacks of all time, just in terms of what they can do with their bodies. You know, I, I thought Rogers is the answer to that question until Mahomes showed up. Yeah. I mean, they're not like, like Lamar Jackson. I mean, he just, he blazes, you know, pat, like across your TV screen. And so he's right. incredible entertainment, but the way that Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, like the way that the football moves from their hand to where it's supposed to go, um, whether they're on their knees or whether they're running across the field, like it just always works or it works way more often than anyone else who's throwing the football. And so you, you trust those guys um, regardless of, of the situation. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, did you think about putting Rodgers above Mahomes because he won the yeah, MVP? Yeah, for, for a split second, but I think I'd still take... Uh, no one is I taking mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers in 2021. Like, if the Packers called the... Or the Chiefs called... If the Packers called the Chiefs and said, hey, do you want Aaron Rodgers for Patrick Mahomes? They would hang up, obviously hang up. Um, yeah, like, if it if it was a Super Bowl, I'm, like, I'm split on... Like, I, I trust either of them to get the job done. Sure. Um, I mean, it's different if we're talking about... Yeah, the Super Bowl give me Brady. Mark. I mean... For sure. Yeah. yeah. Now that's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it is. really is. It is. No, but I agree <laughs> with you. You know, and, and the thing is, is, you know, you, you have to make this list. We were making fun of Sean, you know, for his list last year, you have to make the list knowing that you know, a year from now, people are going to come back and be like, look at this idiot. He had Mahomes at two. You know, you could reward Rogers for that MVP season by making him number one, but he also might not play this season. And Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to play it, probably going to be awesome again. So why not stick with Mahomes? So I, I agree with it uh, in the sense of, hey, I know Rodgers won MVP. He's the second-best quarterback in football right now. Let's, we can all be okay with Patrick Mahomes being number one. I, I don't think Rodgers would get too riled up about seeing that. Yeah, like Maybe. I trust both of them enough to, like if they're flip-flopped or whatever, like I trust both of them enough to make the list good. Like there's no, like it doesn't, keep me up at night or even close to it. No. Like these guys are, this, this is, is the easiest part of the list. It's just one and exactly. two, just get it knocked out and get it done. That's right. Um, all right. It's a good list. And like I said, you know, you get your first eight guys. Okay. I mean, you know, with the exception of Deshaun and, and you know, his off field stuff, I mean, this first eight guys are kind of set in stone. There's not a whole lot you can do. You move them around, but then it's just basically let's pick two more guys to be on the back end uh, with them. And certainly Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray played really well. All right, Cody. Uh, great stuff as always, buddy. Thanks for jumping on. Great list. Everybody go check it out at CBSSports.com, and we will uh, talk to you again soon, man. All right. Thanks, Will. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. 
We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.